0: Alright, this is Cody with Paranormality Magazine, and I am here with the Wisconsin Apparition Tracking Society, or TWATS. Yes. I uh, I, <laughs> I love the name. I, that's <laughs> that's clever. Alright, so who came up with that?
1: Well, actually, <laughs> my husband's co-worker um, years ago I used to kind of joke about that's what, you know, if he ever started a team and we would kind of joke about all of it and it has stuck in my head ever since. And so um, when we decided that we were going to form our own team, it was one of the things that uh, I proposed and um, yeah, we ran with it. We asked his permission first and he's getting a t-shirt. So (laughs) that was his, that was his request. Um, But yeah, so it was kind of a, a, work joke that turned into something that just, you know, stuck with me and I was lucky that everybody got on board with it. So
0: it's, 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 it's definitely an attention getter because it, it <laughs> caught my attention when I started following you guys on Instagram. And then when I was looking for groups to, to interview, I made a list and I was like, all right, I, I got to interview them because <laughs> they, they look like, like, you guys look like you have a lot of fun going out there to these places, and I'm just scrolling your Instagram, you know, right now as I'm talking, and I was like, "All right, I, I gotta, I gotta talk to them." So, how did you all meet?
1: How... Um, yeah, well, Kim and I met when we were 12. Yeah, uh, we were in uh, Catholic school forensics. Doing my, uh, monologues, yeah, and mine was about being having dreams about going to school naked, and hers was about the little cow creamers that look like they're throwing up milk. And when she did hers, and I did mine, and we were competing, I thought I want to be friends with her. Like we're kind of pushing the limit, you know, especially being in parochial school and. We became friends, we did theater together. And uh, so that's how we met. And then um, in my teens, I did some modeling and I modeled for Denise's um, sister and brother-in-law's salon. And Denise did the photographs. So that's how um, Denise came into the picture. Mm-hmm. And and then, um, About A little over a year ago, Kim and I decided that we were going to pursue joining a team so that we could have more time together hanging out. And we did apply and join a team. And that is where we met Lauren. And eventually, Denise came on to that team as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's originally how we all met, was was you know just through the years so there's some long established friendships and and lauren is is uh newer to our friend group but like it feels like we've all been friends forever so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah.
0: and that's always important like when you're investigating you gotta jive with your other team members and it's gotta it's gotta be comfortable
2: Mm -hmm. i've
0: been on investigations where it's just like okay that's cool and then you're on other ones that you feel like you've known them forever and you know, I'm right now. I just joined an actual team, um, but I was solo for a while. So I would like bounce around to, to group to group. So I, I totally get it where you, you feel like, you know, you have somebody that your friends. So who decides or how do you guys decide what locations to go to? Do you just like, throw a dart at the dartboard and
3: (laughs)
4: well um oh go ahead
3: well I was gonna say what we do is we kind of so one of the one of the really awesome things that we've been doing is we're trying to find um, a lot of the places that um, aren't as notorious Um, maybe do some some smaller places places that have recently just opened up And usually what we do is we can compile um, a list and we kind of go over where they are, what the activity is, uh, how long it will take us to get there, um, just all sorts of, you know, of the details. And then as a team, we all kind of decide what weekends we have free, when we're going to go, and what we're going to do. As far as the actual investigation, we don't plan that so much in advance. We really, really
0: want to have fun with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, do you share like details of hauntings or do you guys like to go in blind?
1: We're each a little different. On that one.
0: <laughs>
2: okay.
1: So, yeah. So sometimes we like to get a history and sometimes we know a history. Um, so, and and that's fine and and some of us prefer that and others of us are kind of like myself because i do have mediumship abilities sometimes i do like to go in there blind and then find out things afterwards cuz it gives me validation so um but you know i think we're all pretty laid back when it co- comes to that so we just go with the flow we do vote on everything and we try to have a complete four out of four on almost any decision that we make so that when we established the team that was really important to all of us that was a priority that no one ever felt forced or left out uh so we do work really hard to work around one another's schedules i'm actually in colorado kim's with me right now um for my other hobby so um you know, we, we work really hard to work around one another's schedules for that. And so, but yeah, we, we kind of go back and forth on going in blind and getting a history. Denise is our history collector for us. So she does our research. So much fun, Yes. Yeah.
0: And then Lauren does social media. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And she does awesome at well, I, I, I mean, she, she's done well. I mean, with the, the TikTok and the. Uh, um, to the Instagram <laughs> and it's so hard because it, it seems like on social media there's just so much paranormal out there so when you get like the attention of stuff you're obviously doing something right and like I said I sent my editor I was like I want to interview this this group and they're like he's like yeah get them so <laughs> like, uh, they thought it, like the editor thought it was like you know you know normally i run stuff by them but they you know i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna you know (laughs) so so here we are you know interviewing you guys you just got back from michigan paracon how was that amazing
4: amazing
0: wonderful
1: the best
0: it seems like all my friends were there and i wasn't so
1: (laughs) you have to go next next year yeah
0: Yeah. i was uh i i do want to go next year i was uh doing a residential case so and not going do you guys uh do residential cases or do you guys stay away from them I know some groups like to do them some groups
1: don't it's a it's a possibility in the future for us right now I think we have decided not to because of our busy schedules um we just don't feel that we could make the responsible commitment Mm -hmm. to a household if they needed us that way. So we do have other teams that we would refer in that direction. It's just the responsible thing to do. So um, I think somewhere down the road, we'll probably open up to that. But, uh, and maybe if it was someone really that we were close to that had something going on, or, you know, we would probably still consult with another team that has more experience in that than, than us. So
0: and that, and that makes sense because it is quite the t- time commitment. The one that I'm working on, it's, I've probably spent about 40 hours in the last yeah. month
1: working yeah. on it.
0: I've been to their house multiple times and it's, you know, you want to take care of them, but you also try to, try to balance everything else. So, you know, I think that's a smart decision if you don't have the time commitment. Um, so what has been your craziest experience as a group? Like mm. <laughs> and if you have multiple, you can share share multiple. I like I don't care. Like I love hearing people's stories. Um, that's why I do what I do.
1: Lauren, do you want to take that one?
2: Are we gonna talk are we talking about like the Cambrai house and farm? Is that what we're doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just
2: hilarious.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really funny story. And I think we should totally put it out there for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. have,
2: you heard, have you heard of it at all? What is it? The Cambrai House and Farm. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly.
1: Cam- I think it's Cambrai. I think it's
2: Cambrai, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I don't yeah. think I have, actually. Well, and
2: it's in, the, it's in the middle
0: of nowhere.
3: <laughs> bonus, it's also a woman-owned business. Yes, <laughs> yes. it is. And where it is this
0: located?
1: Is. Nauvoo, Illinois. Nauvoo, mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, Which is... Uh,
1: Illinois. Yeah. Right?
3: Right on the border of Illinois and Iowa. Iowa right? Yeah.
1: On the yeah. Mississippi River. Yeah. 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 Right. on um, the Mississippi River. But if you can yeah.
2: imagine like the perfect um, horror film destination. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. And we were all thinking it, but then Kim said it out loud.
1: <laughs> well, so that, so anyway, we, anyway, we have to back up. Tonight. We have to back up though, because we went live. Because oh, we were doing yeah. a drawing for our big trip next year, and we're like, this yeah. is where we are. And we're literally like, you know, 30 yeah. miles out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. four women in this house that the doors won't close all the way. Yeah, they
2: were not lying. much less lock. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then, then everybody's like, you know,
2: we, we hear have things, things outside. Like, yeah. It just Yeah. Go, you know, I think it was the first like big thing too that we all kind of did outside of our other team Mm -hmm. so that kind of set the mood but then yeah it was literally just this perfect setup to just be really creeped out and we were actually getting things over our equipment that made it sound like it wasn't human um so yeah a little, little scary. It, it looks cute and it was storming. it was like a, it was thundering and lightning it was it had like just the perfect setup to just be super creep factor
0: it's a cute little
2: house though it is
0: i'm looking it's, at it on instagram right now and it, it's,
1: it, it, it's adorable, it's adorable. Yeah. and it's so the drive-in is absolutely gorgeous it's like it's totally my jam like i love being out in the middle of nowhere like yes but we, <laughs> I will fess up. We slept together, huddled together <laughs> in the living room because then Denise started to be like, I mean, and this is, we go into places by ourselves. I have sat in places by myself with nobody else from the team, anywhere yeah. near me with it, you know, and never, but then Denise is like, what if a bear came in here? <laughs> Cause the doors wouldn't shut. I had oh, a chair uh, under the door. Which You
0: Somebody said has, you went like, there and it's storming. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's, I think that's the best time to do paranormal investigations because like I feel the the spirits like draw out of the energy in the yeah. air. Mm-hmm. And I think you get like better evidence. And people are like, but it's harder to hear like EVPs and stuff. I'm like, Yeah, but you, you can You can play with that. And, you you know, if you're getting like cat ball or REM pod or other other interaction, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. you Mm -hmm. trade
0: one for the other.
1: We were getting really good direct communication. I mean, even in the morning we um, we were we had stopped and gotten muffins and we were eating muffins and we got, you know, it was like cupcake and then. Then it oh, was yeah. hitting on Denise, and so yeah, we were. Oh, yeah, yeah, Denise
2: it was, bent over, and what did it, I don't even remember what it. said,
1: said. like legs lost, lust, and it, and then I, yeah. you know, we started like just talking back and forth, and it was it was quite direct. So it was amazing communication, um, but yeah, it was it was quite hilarious because we were we were just out of our element. It was the first time that we had also ever been out on an investigation that was so remote and just the four of us. us. So yep. yeah, yeah.
4: Male. Yeah.
3: And I think I think all of our previous investigations, we'd, we'd been in areas where we were with people that had already investigated there. Yes. So this was new, this was, this was like un, an unknown for all of us. We, none of us had any idea what to expect. Uh, it wasn't an area that had been heavily investigated, so there wasn't a lot out there about it, and I think it really added to to sort of the excitement factor for us because it it really felt
2: just very fresh for us.
0: And how did you guys how did you guys find
2: it? <laughs> oh. We attended a convention at Broadhead. I think it's Broadhead Manor. Is that yep. Mm-hmm. At the southern point of Wisconsin, and she was there. She had a vendor table.
0: And I, and I'm looking here. Um, the <laughs> ghost tours are 20 bucks for a two-hour guided tour, but an overnight is 250 bucks. That's that's not bad at all. No, no, no.
1: We'll definitely be going back. And yeah. Then,
0: and then if if Lauren's not married yet, you, she can get married there for 750. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah i you know what's funny is i um i interviewed the group from crescent and i interviewed two of their their um their tour guides they actually met there they they had their first kiss there they had their first date there and Uh they were going to get married there but unfortunately there's there's some they lost the the operators lost possession of the property Uh And oh. now that new operators won't let them get married there. And it's kind of okay. sad, but they decided, and they just booked it, they're going to get married at the Hinsdale house in New York.
1: That's awesome. Oh,
0: yeah. So they, they booked it out for four days. So it's wedding and paranormal investigation. Oh, wow! Very, Very cool. cool. So, so I'm like yes, and they're like yeah, you're invited. So uh, I'm like, I want
1: to go to that wedding. I know, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there you cake? Because there has to be cake too. I want cake and paranormal investigation. <laughs> so.
0: Absolutely. I'm I'm a fat guy, <laughs> so like cake is. I can't investigate on an empty stomach. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. not nope. Do you Next guys hear month. that noise? Oh, that's just me opening up my candy. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a spirit. So. <laughs> What got you guys into the paranormal? Like what was what and everybody it's different. Like Mm -hmm. for me it was I had a clairvoyant episode. I, you know, had a dream that a family member died, and then I just like started you know reading paranormal stuff and then watching TV shows and then finally doing it. What would what was your guys' defining moment?
2: (laughs) Who else to go first? I was just always oh, interested like ever since I was a young kid you know the shows um, but I actually grew up in a very like religious household my grandfather was a pastor so it was very big no no like if they were coming over you better turn the channel
0: <laughs> so now I'm just a rebel <laughs> What now what does your family think now that you is it is it oh, still, still taboo or
2: No, they're totally fine. Um, Like my dad, so that was my mom's side of the family. So my dad's side of the family has, um, there's rumors that my great-grandmother might have been a medium of some sort. So I think it just kind of all came together and everybody's fine. Everybody's cool. Well,
0: that's good. You know, it's always important to have your family like supporting what you do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm what what is I'll ask you Lauren cuz cuz we're talking to you what is your favorite uh, what is your favorite paranormal show oh don't hmm. say ghost adventures don't say ghost adventures no no <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is really actually funny this from the weekend oh, um, yeah i recently i really liked the way that project fear is operating um, just cuz it's like just feels so much more, more like real and raw. Like it's not, like you can totally tell they're just having fun and going for it. Um, but otherwise I really like um, Dead Files. Mm-hmm. Cause I like the,
0: the paranormal and then like the mediumship part two. Dead Files is a good one. And Project Fear is great. I was going to, so how I talked to Alex the other night is I was going to write a story because people seem to think that they overhyped their season finale that they just released about ISS, about somebody breaking in.
2: Oh, I see. I thought that was good. I thought that was, I don't know. I liked it.
0: (laughs) So I was, so here's the thing, the dentures that they, all the items that they showed as evidence that somebody was broken in. Yeah. They were there April 19th and 20th. I was there April 8th and 9th and all that stuff was there, including the dentures. So I was going to write a story and then ended up backing out after talking to Alex. And he explained, he's like, listen, I don't, and he was totally cool about it, um, which is great. And, um, but he was like, I I totally get why you, you feel that way. Like when we were, you know, editing the episode, we had this discussion, like, do, you know, people are going to think that we're, you know, dramatizing it. So, um, but yeah, I, and he's like, This is our raw emotion. That's what we were thinking right. during that, that moment. And and I don't know if you guys can hear it. I apologize. My my daughter, who is eighteen months, is running around upstairs <laughs> and these floors are not the this room is not the most soundproof. So if you can hear that, <laughs> that's I that's uh...
1: okay. I'm actually gonna step away for a moment because I'm here with my dogs and I have to take them outside. I apologize. <laughs> no, that's I fine.
0: Don't... We can we can move on to the, you know, Denise right. or yeah or Kim or whoever wants to go next while you're, you're on break. All right, so what, what question
4: was there again? The first one?
0: What, uh, what was your defining moment to, what got you interested in the paranormal? Okay.
4: Yeah, so um, when I was little, my, my own dad passed away when I was six. Um, and my mom ended up marrying the funeral director to his funeral. So I ended up growing up from the age of eight on in a funeral home. Um, Lots of times there were knocks and noises and things like that. And I always, always wondered what happened, what happens to you after you die? So there's always been um, that kind of a question in the back of my mind. Um, So... All of my life, I loved reading like ghost stories, mysteries, things like that, uh, you know, like uh, uh, crime novels and things like that. And then um, all of a sudden I discovered all of the paranormal shows on TV, of course. And um, I, I would watch them just one right after the other and thought to myself, now this is, you know, something and I... I I would see little things here, little things like that, but I would always kind of push it off. I'd have dreams and whatnot um, about, you know, relatives that have passed on. I saw my grandma standing next to me when she passed away and all these types of things. And um, on the, when I was watching the shows, I was like, this would be so cool if I could do this. Like, where did they get all that equipment? It's so neat. And um, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, and I started seeing ghost groups um, pop up on my Facebook and that I could do an overnight and all of the the things like the These people were here. And so I just went on an overnight and um, Kim and Christina were actually on that team. And um, that just started this whole journey for me. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I just love it. I've learned so much in the last probably year that about it. And it just keeps making me want more and more. So that's kind of how I got into it.
0: And um, do you think you're a medium or do you think it's no, you just not yet?
2: No,
4: Um, I've heard, right, that, you know, everybody has that ability within them. I think you have to work on it a little bit. But as of right now, no, I don't think I, I'm sensitive
0: to things, but I'm not a medium in any sense of the word, yeah. Now, if you can come up with the, the, the Powerball numbers, I would, I would certainly, like, <laughs> oh, certainly yeah. like those. So would I, yes. And so, so I, I could quit that. my daytime job and do this full time. <laughs> it would be nice.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Kim, what was your, like, what got you into the paranormal and what was your defining moment?
3: So I I don't actually think I really have a defining moment. Um, I have, I remember just always being really interested in um, the paranormal, in mysteries. My mom and I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries when I was growing mm-hmm. up, uh, religiously. Uh, mm-hmm. That And that was one of the first shows that was really on that had more ghost stories and stuff in it I always gravitated towards um I was raised in a Catholic in an Irish Catholic family and uh my grandmother was extremely um how do I want to say it? she was she was very superstitious so I can tell you my grandmother would not be happy with what I'm doing but uh, my mom tends to tends to follow a little bit of that super, superstition sometimes. So I always grew up hearing superstitions and just really being very interested in it. I read my first I read uh, my first horror novel, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was ten. <laughs> so I've just really always been interested in it. I've always gravitated to ghost stories. It's just something that I've always really felt compelled to explore and to try to understand so christina and i have have kind of gone back and forth over the years about it i remember at one point probably i think it was the late 90s before we really had the shows i was like how do we investigate this stuff like how is it done i was just really fascinated with it and You know, the Internet was kind of just starting to be a thing. So there was there was very little out there at the time, but uh, there was a lot of people doing it. I lived in Los Angeles and I got to go to some actual like investigations uh, and and it just kind of really furthered that fire for me. So I don't really have one defining moment. Uh, It's just kind of been a lifelong passion for me. I'm not, I would not say that I was a medium. Uh, I am intuitive, uh, and I do have some gifts there, but I really try to focus on proving, proving activity, proving things, getting actual proof, getting actual communication. Uh, and I think one of the, the most sort of one of the biggest, experiences that I've had is when my father passed away it was my mother and I in the room and there were we both independently saw shadows we both felt presences independently and didn't mention it to each other until much later and I'm pretty sure I know that one of those was my grandmother who passed away when my father was like 13 I think So that was kind of a really special, special experience to have. As far as leaving this plane, my dad had a great um, sort of a really easy, very loving passing. So that was kind of, I feel like my exploration of the paranormal and my love of it helped me to accept things a little bit better and to really move through that situation and that experience not more easily because it's always difficult but maybe just in a more hopeful way if that makes some sense
0: yeah that does make sense and you know i've seen a common theme with people that are in the paranormal community um, they typically have an experience like that like you know either a death in the family and something happens or they've lived in a haunted, you know, location, or there's something like that that always triggers that. Um, yeah. And then there's cases like Lauren that, you know, it's taboo and you, you know, you re- rebel against your family and, and then boom, you know? So like, it, it's interesting. Cause I taught like for, for the magazine or, what I do, I talk to a lot of a lot of different people in the paranormal community, and just listening to their stories, it it seems like it's a common common theme. And and I, and I apologize, Denise, I didn't ask you what is your favorite paranormal show, and then I'll ask him what her favorite.
4: Um, I have a lot of favorite shows, but um, I do watch Help My House Is Haunted. Have you ever seen that?
0: I don't, I don't think I have.
4: It's a British, I believe, a uh, British well,
0: show. Uh,
4: so that one I like because they do go into homes and they try to figure out, you know, what, and the homes in England, of course, are very, very old, steeped with history. So they do a lot of the research, you know, and go here and there. Um, to do that. So I do love that show. But, you know, I also love a good Ghost Hunter show for Ghost Hunters. Um, you know, and,
0: you know, yeah, I do. I, I like them. I, I like them, too. I've actually met Steve. Yeah. We uh, did, too. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, he, he is so nice. So I met him back in 2006. I went to a gaming convention in Indianapolis, Mm-hmm. And and they were there. And I um I stopped by the table. I was like, I'm a huge fan. He's like, do you want my autograph? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> and he's like, normally we charge, charge for it. But he had the TAPS magazine and he signed it and he gave it to me for free, which was... <laughs> which was totally, oh. totally nice. And I'm like, you didn't have to do that. And and that's what I think is great. Cause there's a lot of people in the paranormal that are big names that mm-hmm. are nice like that. Mm-hmm. But then there are other ones, Zach Bagans, um, <laughs> that are not so nice. I I'm, I'm not a big fan of Zach. I, I, and I, and I, I say this all the time. I, I, the fact that he's like the name that people go to when you say, Oh yeah, paranormal. Oh yeah. Zach. And I'm like, no, not everything is a demon. You're a demon. That that's it. Get a- yeah. I'm like, and and I interview teams like you guys. Like, why don't you guys have a show? Like, why is it people like Zach that have a TV show? And and, and then I remember it's all about ratings and money and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I mean, your name would sell, but like, you don't go in <laughs> screaming everything is a demon. So. No. I kind of I, I will admit I miss the
3: way that they that they were when they first started because I yeah. remember watching that first documentary they did um, and yeah it was still there it was still there over the top but it 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 wasn't like anything that had really been out there before and it was really fascinating and fun to watch and now they've I think they've really lost a lot of that in in the years um, and. I'm not real crazy like you said with a lot of the a lot of the the answers that they come up with for people.
0: Yeah, see here everything is not statistically 1% of paranormal cases or hauntings is demonic in nature, about 1%. There are a lot of times you will get an angry spirit that will mimic a demonic case, but that doesn't mean it's a demonic case. What makes a demonic case is when it is non-earthly or non-human that is causing the haunting. And but here's the thing: you get people like me that will say demonic is this thing, and then the next person, they're, they're, their 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 answer is completely different. And the paranormal is is a science, and we need to start coming with like a standard to things. And and until we come to a standard of what's what, I think we're going to continue to have people like Zach or people that like to fake evidence. Like I'm not a big fan of the Warrens. They, they were, they were very problematic. They were the Zach Bagans at the time. They, they faked a lot of things Um, and they were grifters in in my opinion, uh, which is sad, but there was nobody there to debunk them, you know? But now we have the internet and, and yes, people fake stuff on the internet all the time. uh, But it's also a tool that we can say, Hey, you know, that's, that's, it doesn't work like that. So, you know, and plus we have more technology like, you know, now everybody carries an audio recorder and a video recorder. This little iPhone. It's so great. You don't have to go spend, you know, thousands of dollars on equipment. I mean, it's nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love my music box and my 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 other toys. But sometimes I like to go into buildings with nothing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christina, your turn. And you're still muted, I think.
1: Yep. I had to unmute myself. My puppy is being... A puppy. <laughs> you're
0: fine. You know what? And here's the thing: it's, it's totally fine. Most people don't even watch the interviews anyway. Uh, um, yeah. they mostly read the stories. It gets put out there on the website, and it'll get posted on, you know, my YouTube, and obviously you guys will get a copy of it, so you can post it onto your social medias as well when the article's released. Right. So, but uh, what uh, what got you into the paranormal, and what was your defining moment?
1: Um, so I think my defining moment, actually, where I really started to become intrigued was, um, my uh, Christmas, I was five years old and playing hide and seek at my grandparents house and, uh, with my cousins and my cousins, uh, and I were just kind of goofing around in rooms we weren't supposed to be in. And I had had a cat that had lived with my grandmother, um, And he was a white an all white cat and he had passed away that summer previous. And I was standing alone in kind of a, it was a space where my great grandparents had lived that had been left, um, untouched after they passed away. And I saw him jump from out from behind the curtain and just saunter across the room. And there were no other cats that lived in the house. And, uh, that was the moment where I just kind of realized there had to be an explanation for what I sometimes was seeing or experiences that I was having. Um, And so I became not only fascinated with the paranormal, but also became really interested in um, other religions through that started to question things. I was being sent to, as I had said earlier, I was being sent to Catholic school um, so I started questioning things. I started asking a lot of questions and teaching myself things. Checking books at the library that were controversial when we go to the public library. And um, I'm the science nerd. I like physics and and I do believe that there is, you know, I I always say that like magic and the unknown is just science that we have not been able to put pen to paper about basically. So we haven't been able to just figure it out quite yet. So I'm fascinated by all of that. And um, so, yeah, so that's, and I like folklore and history and, you know, I'm kind of just, I'm a big bookworm. So, but that was my defining moment. That was the moment where I realized I knew I saw what I saw. No one could question me. Uh, my family, all of the women on my mother's side tend to have some sort of abilities. Um, but that was really the thing that 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 got me. So
0: so you're a rebel like Lauren.
1: Yes. Yeah. We're rebels. I
0: see. I'm a big I'm I'm a big thing in the science too. Um yeah. You know, I have two degrees in applied science. I have almost a third in applied science. So nice. um I believe that you know, energy, I mean, the rule says energy cannot be created or destroyed. So when we die, what happens to our energy? It just doesn't, it doesn't get destroyed. It doesn't disappear. It it, it continues on. So, um, you know, I grew up as a Lutheran. So my parents, like my mom and stepdad are like, me about it but my dad and stepmom you know they're like hey you should come to this paranormal location in tennessee where they live or you know whatnot so um i guess i'm a little bit of a rebel but not not totally a rebel because like my parent like my mom and stepdad you know they they read my articles but they don't say much about it so
1: yeah my parents were never too tough on me about it i think just because they had had their own experiences but um my my teachers certainly <laughs> and, and my classmates parents were not always pleased
0: <laughs> so. I was lucky I didn't get into it until I was like much older you know mm-hmm. I was 32 when I really took it I mean I've only been at it a year but I took a deep dive into the paranormal and now it I eat sleep and breathe paranormal like so I'm I'm lucky that it's not, because nowadays it's not as taboo as it used to be. It's more right. mainstream. And I think we can thank, you know, people like Zach for making it, you know, mainstream. Uh, but at the same time, that's not how paranormal investigations are. And, you know, I interviewed Kalani the other day and I said, how do you feel about people like Zach? And he's like, I used to get mad about it. But now, if it gets somebody to watch the paranormal and get an interest in it, and then they start looking at other people, looking at other teams that actually do it right, then I consider it a win for the community. And and with that logic, I can't I can't argue with it. Like if 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 they bring somebody in and then they they go watch your guys's investigation or Project Fear or or, or my investigations. And they're like, "Oh, these guys, they do it differently, but they they still get evidence." You know, maybe I want to try it like them. Then that's a win for our community. Mm-hmm. And 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 I I have noticed that there's a lot of drama in the paranormal community. There's a, it's it's sometimes like high school. <laughs> I say I don't that. think
1: that any hobby, I th- I I have come to the conclusion. I show dogs, that's where, why we're here in Colorado. I, I think it's any hobby that you get involved in. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't, I mean, the demographic of this hobby of mine is like 70s and 80s, so and it's the same way. So I just think it just happens. There's this competition, people get so wrapped in up in it being their success, in it being everything about their persona instead of the adventure of learning and the adventure of investigation and the adventure of creating memories and, you know, maybe potentially contributing, um, to science. But yeah, I think that, I think you see it in every single hobby. People just get so wrapped up in it and they just can't let it go. So, and you're not going to like everybody.
0: Yeah. That's true. And I've, I've been wrapped up in drama, like in the paranormal community, but then again, I'm, you know, I write for magazines, so I, I right. tend, to, tend to find the drama. But like, I have these people. So I got started in investigations. I went to a Ghost Hunts USA tour, mm-hmm. which I had a great experience. I, I did scream like a little girl, but that that's besides the <laughs> point. Um, so I went to Indiana State Sanatorium. It was my first ever paranormal investigation, and and not to tell a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, so. I don't know if you guys are familiar with some of the hauntings that are there, but there's a, the, the nurse's station is very notorious for being that area is extra haunted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we did a rotation and they separated us. So we're all alone in the dark Mm -hmm. and there's this linen closet off the nurse's station. They put me inside the nurse's station, the door opens and like this white nurse figure just comes out of it, walks past me and then disappears. And I scream like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Accepted with Jonah Hill and Justin Long where they start that fake college. But there's a scene where they they go to this old psychiatric hospital and like a, a, a skeleton falls from the ceiling. And Justin or uh, Jonah Hill screams for like 30 seconds. That <laughs> way, my wife is down the hall laughing at me. You can hear her laughing. <laughs> But, and then they moved me out into the middle of the, <clears throat> the intersection in front of the nurse's station. And this figure comes out and actually puts its hand on my shoulder and then disappears. Um, wow. So that was like, like my defining moment. Like I need to figure out what that was and what caused it. But I met some people there and um, we became, you know, friends and uh, we investigated back in April together at ISS and we're supposed to go. Together in October, we've already paid for it, but they found an EVP just the other day from April when we were there. And today I'm sitting around at home recovering from surgery. So I went and pulled up my video because I didn't I didn't watch the whole thing and and that's my fault. And you know, that's me being lazy. But the 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 EVP is on my audio too, or on my video too, so I cut it and I posted it on my Instagram, my TikTok, and my YouTube. And I was just on an interview with another people. They were I was on a podcast, and I went to I went to go pull up their their video on their TikTok. They blocked me on TikTok and they blocked me on Instagram, completely. Like, and, and I know this because I go on to my, I went onto my trolling TikTok and it's still there. <laughs> but my 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 paranormal tiktok is not so they blocked me i'm still friends with them on facebook and i've sent them a message but they they haven't responded so it's Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm like really like i and i think it's because i shared my video Mm -hmm. and it's taking attention away from theirs and i'm Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's just corroborating the evidence yeah right like, like it you're you're taking it personally and and it's just like you can't you can't take things personally, especially when like oh, people can say, Well, there's gotta be something wrong because with your recorder, but it's not. You can clearly hear the voice say, Go home after a question was uh-huh. was asked. And and the fact that I, you know, put it up and I think they're they're mad about that. Cause I put it like I said, on multiple different things.
1: Sure. We just took a really great workshop with MJ Dixon on EVPs and uh, we're excited to go out on our next investigation and use some of her ideas and suggestions. It was wonderful workshop. And I think the workshops are probably like my personal favorite thing um, when it comes to the Paracon in Sault Ste. Marie. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we built our own little devil's box with Bill Chapel, which was a total nerd moment for me. And I was like, this is my favorite thing in the entire world right now. Yeah. So. That's,
0: that's pretty cool. I saw like I had a bunch of like I said, I had a bunch of friends, so I got to see all this stuff. And I'm just like, I wish I was there. So, yeah, yeah, I, I got some experiments. So I'm reading this book. It's from Paul Browning. Um, okay. It's called Thinking Outside of the Box. It's nice to uh, further the paranormal and um, they came up with this suggestion for EVPs and I want to try it and I'll share it with you. So instead of going in and asking the same old questions, every single, everybody asks the same cookie cutter questions Mm -hmm. and they're not circus monkeys. They're, they're spirits, they're people, you know. So when I go back to ISS, I'm going into the sanctuary. I'm setting up my digital recorder, my camera, and then I'm going to play on my iPad religious music. And then I'm going to walk out and let that play for five to 10 minutes, go back in, stop the music, and then go back out for another five to 10 minutes and then come back and collect my equipment and Uh see what Mm -hmm. I can pick up that way. Because then, you. you know, some spirits it's, it's, it was their routine. So they would sing in in church or there's an activity room. I'm going to play bingo, you know, I'm going to set up bingo chips and then play an audio recording of someone calling out numbers and do the same thing and then leave and then come back and see if I catch something.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So it's, it's learning stuff like that instead of doing the the same stuff that everyone else does is great.
1: Right. And oh, that's okay. really gentle and respectful too, because it, 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 you know, it, it plays into anything that's coming there to visit or, you know, hanging around any, any spirit, any, any communication, it pl- it gives credit to what their passion was and the reason that they're obviously coming back to the space. So I think that that's a great idea. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So and that's- we try to be really gentle that way as well.
0: Exactly, and it's a lot of people just go into these locations that are just like so demanding, or they're rude mm. or disrespectful, and it just
1: drives
0: yeah. me nuts. Like, mm-hmm. um, like Penhurst, they had their paracon earlier this year. They had a photo yep. booth. I don't know if you guys saw the photo booth with the straight mm. jackets and the prison attire. No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that's so disrespectful. And then Eloise up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yep, they have an escape room now. Oh, yeah. they wow. actually
3: have had that for a really long time.
0: Well, they're just now advertising it like uh, really heavily, and and yeah. it's so rude and disrespectful because there were people that were dropped off there and stuck there, right? and it's mocking their existence, and it's yeah, just like this is not what we want to be, and the, this is why the paranormal community can't be taken seriously it's because we do stupid stuff like that are people that go in and vandalize locations while they're investigating and you know just i just don't get it i don't we need and that's that's why i think women are better paranormal investigators than men because women tend to be more empathetic Hmm. and they have that that motherly touch and they're you know you go into a location as opposed to me i'm a male i'm i'm supposed to be brash and you know like you know i don't know stern i guess and that's not how i go into locations but like you know that's again that's what i in my article i say you know that's why i think women do make better paranormal investigators is because you're gentler
1: yeah, I think there's a lot of stereotypes out there, too, about what is expected of people. And that plays all the way into the paranormal field. And, you know, I mean, one of the things that I really would love to see is a lot more diversity just across the board. You know, just not just women, but all all kinds of diversity. I think communication is a skill in know day-to-day life but it's also a skill for all of us as investigators with one another to see diversity because if we don't have a diverse group overall um you know and of course our our intimate groups our our teams are going to be people who are like-minded to us that's just natural but the community as a whole if there's not diversity we are missing out on so much intelligence. I mean, we're just really missing out on people with brilliant minds and we have to be open to letting those people, you know, have a place here as well. So anyone who's different in any way, you know, and that, and that also comes into diversity of expectations, gender roles, all of it. Um, Just letting everyone have a space and be authentic is really important. I think that's, that's how I see it. So we're
0: all weirdos. We all go Absolutely. into places and communicate Absolutely. with spirit. Like, we're all weirdos.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, on the way here, we just listened. We just binged uh, What's Up, Weirdo for yeah. uh, hours and hours on, on our drive to Colorado from Wisconsin. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, we are all weirdos <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and
0: and I, I think that's I like the magazine that I write for, Paranormality Magazine. Um, the owner is... A female, and she's also African American, so that is, and and you don't see a lot of that in the paranormal nope. community. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she owns a, a magazine and and it, you know it allows us to be creative. It, it's an honor and a pleasure working for her. So yeah, uh, and and that's where I kind of got the idea for this article. I was actually interviewing, um, who is now a friend of mine, Sky. Um, you know, I was just doing an interview with her and I just sitting there and I'm like, she's talking about how, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of diversity in the paranormal community. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to write about that. And and then here we are. And now I'm talking to another team that is made up of all women that, you know, you're doing things the right way. And, you know, you're not, over dramatizing stuff you're not faking you're not faking evidence and you're and you're treating it with respect and that's like i have an 18 month old daughter and i have an eight-year-old son and i and i know they're gonna both be in the paranormal community i mean my son's already been on his first paranormal investigation so um i know my daughter's gonna want to do it too and i want her to have female role models in the community that she can be like, Hey, look, they Mm -hmm. can do it. I want I can do it too. And, you know, so I want her to, to have that, that outlet where she can be like, these guys are, are these ladies are doing it right. I want to do it like them. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause I I mean, my wife does love scary stuff and she does love paranormal stuff. She's not huge into the paranormal community. Like she's not mm-hmm. big into paranormal investigations and and that's okay. I mean, it's not for everyone. I mean, she'll go to investigations with me, but she doesn't she doesn't enjoy them like like we do. Mm-hmm. But she's my little demon. She's the prettiest one I've ever met. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that. she's gonna kill no, she's gonna kill me. She hates it <laughs> when I t- say that. she <laughs> said. <laughs> She, she says if i keep doing that joke the only way people are going to be able to communicate with me is through a spirit box so <laughs> uh she's probably listening at the top of the stairs and
1: she's <laughs> waiting for you right i, I yeah, told her
0: waiting I, I told her if she murders me and my my murder ends up on an episode of snapped i i want it to be <laughs> interesting so some woman doesn't like, oh, this is boring and then change the channel. I mean, that's- it's got
1: to be creative. It's got to be right. creative. Right, right. No, yeah.
0: no, she would, she would never do that. I, I love her to death, but yeah. Um, what is a location that is like your ultimate goal that you want to go to? Like a dream location to investigate at? Oh my goodness.
3: For me, it's Ireland. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I gotta say just just going to Ireland there's a bunch of castles there's a bunch of you know the old stone formations the old stone circles just the whole the whole island that's kind of my my holy grail
1: yeah. yeah so I for me it's actually not necessarily a location. Um, But I would love to have the opportunity to do some EVP investigation work with some of the items in um, the Buckland Museum in Ohio. Um, One of my dear friends and mentors, uh, Velvet Rice, owned some of, well, not owned, but was a a guardian um, of some of the items that were there after Katrina. And uh, at one point she had some of them in her house before they found a location for some of them. She has since passed on from this world, but um, I remember sitting at her kitchen table and she had a hutch filled with some of the items from the previous museum location. And so I would love to do some work with some of those items. Um, the uh, witch museum, um, you know, in the UK. Uh, I, I just, I, I, So there's a couple locations in New Orleans I would love to get into, but um, I, you know, I find a connection to objects and energy connection to objects really intriguing. So for me, it's, uh, that would probably be something that I'd be more interested in than saying like, Oh, I just want to go to this one place. Cause for me, Hmm. I think, uh, at least my experience is if you have connection to an object You're much more likely to quickly get communication as well uh, as where if you go into a location with the way that like we like to investigate, I feel like we like to form a respectful relationship. And so it takes a little bit longer to, you know, kind of get that communication. And if it was a one time thing, I'd really want to be able to be like, yeah, that was worth it. (laughs) I got what I wanted out of it. So that's my that's probably my dream. So. Denise? um, You
4: know, it's hard to pin down one location. Um, we did a little, uh, we all wrote down on little pieces of paper where we would like to go. Um, and we put them all in a jar and then pulled all these locations out. Um, and I, for some reason, really wanna go to the Queen Mary um, and investigate there. And a whole bunch of different places in Los Angeles. I, first of all, love the city. That city has such great history um, and whatnot. Uh, So I listened to a podcast called Holly Weird Paranormal. And all it has, uh, you know, it's about all the locations around L.A. And I would just really love to go there and check it out. So I
0: was just in L.A. back in May. That oh. place is so expensive though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I took the family on vacation. I think I spent like seven grand with like oh, all, no. I'm just like how do people live out here? It's like five dollars for a gallon of gas. I'm like,
4: yeah, no thanks. I'll go yeah. back to
0: Indiana where it's it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but speaking, I'm, oh, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead.
4: Um on that too. I forget if it was this weekend. Um, somebody was just saying how just going to a cemetery, you know, and taking your recorder along and how much you can get just in a cemetery, like you could go anywhere, any time of the day around here, around anywhere. And, um, I think that's really interesting too. Um, so a lot of things I guess would be local that I would like to do. Um, and you know what, I would really like to help someone, Solve a mystery if at all possible <laughs> you know? I think
0: that's all of our goals is to solve yeah. a mystery yeah. so yeah.
4: you know like you know I have some a friend who um, who disappeared and nobody knows where she is and I would love to be able to to
0: figure that out but I don't even know where to start with that but something like that I wonder if you can go to your local quick trip and see if it's haunted too well,
4: I bet you can yeah. walk
0: outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I, and that's why I'm. And that's what I was gonna say. I'm jealous of you, Wisconsin people, because you guys got Quick Trip. I I, I so love Quick Trip. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, what is your dream dream spot okay. to investigate?
2: So, if it, I know it's not possible, but if it was possible, I would like to investigate Graceland. <sighs> Yes. Because I think in another life that I was just like this really big Elvis like fan girl, <laughs> <laughs> like that was like senior year of high school, and it was like, what do you wish like you could have done in the past? I was like, like front Elvis, Elvis you wished concert. you could have done Elvis, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, front row of Elvis concert. That would have been my thing. Well, before he got you know not so cute, then yes, Christina. The 50s. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. this is how this is how our weekend goes like I, love it. I, Perican, weekend. I love it this is the whole weekend
0: love this is this is entertaining this is fun i I love it um mine has got to be Waverly oh no. yeah and, and it sucks because I live so I live in northeast Indiana so I'm four hours away from Waverly.
2: That's
1: not bad, though. I Maybe know. like a day trip. Yeah. yeah. It is a
0: day trip. Um, yeah. So, like, I live, like I said, four hours from Waverly, three from Indiana State Sanatorium, mm-hmm. two and a half from Eloise. I live an hour and a half away from Blackburn or Blackford County Jail. I live an hour 45 from uh, Randolph County Infirmary. Wow. Two hours from Post Town. So, I've got like all these paranormal locations, seven minutes to the Bell Mansion to from my house to here like it's it's we're not that lucky i (laughs) how far away from uh sheboygan are you guys
4: hour and a half two hours that
1: depends we're spaced out a little bit so like an hour and a half to two hours depending on which person you're yeah but
0: you got that big sanitarium there
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: We've
3: been to, Christine and I have been to a public investigation at the Sheboygan Asylum. Yeah. Um, and I know that they are, they're working on, you know, kind of fixing some things and working mm-hmm. on it and they're still doing tours and stuff, but I don't know how many overnights they're actually renting it out for.
1: Yeah yeah I think I think we looked into it at one point because I know we are going on an investigation um at another location that that team kind of uh oversees and takes care of and so um but yeah that's there's there's that and it's a, it's a huge property though so we we would probably team up with another team mm. if we did that just because it's
0: it's huge
1: it's, it's massive yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so common theme with those sanatoriums or the asylums that they're, mm-hmm. they're huge like ISS it's like a hundred thousand square foot of like buildings and it's on like mm-hmm. 300 400 acres of property mm-hmm. so and, and like I have I've been there twice and I still haven't been in every single area so yeah uh, yeah, that's I love the history of these buildings I love going into these old buildings and, and, and seeing you know i mean it's tragic a lot of the stuff that has, has happened in these buildings but you know
3: i think I, that's one thing that's so interesting about the sheboygan asylum because by and large it has a really good positive reputation and they did take very good care of the the people that were there and it's yeah. one of the few in the entire us that actually did have a good reputation when it was operational. So it's it's a different, it doesn't have, I think, a lot of the same feel that a lot of the asylums and sanatoriums do. So it doesn't have
0: that dark, heavy feeling when you go no. in? A-
3: no, the basement is a little bit, but you know, you can't really, It's it's a basement and it's a really old basement and it goes way back and there's tunnels and so it's kind of really mentally creepy more than feeling oppressive if that makes sense
0: yes and so like I said I live in Fort Wayne and there's actually tunnels underneath the city <laughs> yeah so this area is kind of a um, a hot spot for paranormal activity um, the there's a former GE factory that's probably five six blocks from my house. Um, what is crazy is there's tunnels that went under there from the the factory to these houses is because the metal that was used to make the nuclear bombs that we dropped in Japan were actually made here in Fort Wayne. And it was actually cast at that plant. So these tunnels, I guess, connect houses, but they also connect, to the old hospital downtown the jail the courthouse and several other buildings in downtown so they're all like connected and i feel like the spirits use that as a corridor to travel around because there's a there's a neighborhood it's literally 3 minutes from my house that pretty much every house in that neighborhood has a haunted you know, has had haunted occurrences. And actually it's the neighborhood where that residential case that I'm working is at.
3: Hmm, Okay.
0: And it's kind of a dark, dark, um, you know, presence that's there that we're, that we're dealing with. But it, it just seems like whenever there's tunnels, there's, there's always something interesting that happens. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm scared to go into tunnels. So (laughs) I, uh,
3: I think, I think one of the biggest things for being a paranormal investigator is just being open to talking to people locally. When you go somewhere um, a great example is, so my mother is actually from Newfoundland, Canada, and we went back to visit recently and the town over from where she grew up, there was a huge American military base, which is how my parents met. And the, the U.S. military abandoned the base, I want to say, in like 98, 1998, and they had actually built over the top of it sometime after World War II. So there are currently full, there's a full hospital and like a full prison that they had that are completely underneath the ground and so nobody knew this until the locals started you know going through and talking about it and now they're like oh yeah let's go through and they'll they'll take anybody I didn't get a chance to go through because um we're pretty sure there's asbestos in there so you'd need to be prepared but uh but yeah it's it's just a matter of I think you really need to be open to talking to people and find out the history because the history is really the key with, with finding unique places to go. I don't think you really have to be limited by where you're hearing places are haunted. Like you said, they've got tunnels. So pretty much any building in that area is sort of on the grid,
0: so to speak. That is so true. Like the, the, the stories you hear from locals is sometimes better than the stories you'll hear from other paranormal investigators or um, what you see on TV. Cause a lot of the places I've gone to have been on TV and you know, that's great and everything, but I'd rather hear it from the local and hear their, their experiences. Yeah. I know I've taken up a, a lot of your time and I appreciate it. Where can people find you? (laughs)
2: <laughs> instagram lauren <laughs> yeah so instagram and on facebook we are also on tiktok but so tiktok and instagram would be girls dot and dot a dot ghost um and then on facebook we're just the apparition or the wisconsin apparition <laughs> tracking society did i say that right because on facebook we're trying to be more like nice
0: <laughs> see she's part of the group and she she, she fumbled it up so. now I don't well, all feel weekend,
2: it. all weekend we've just been like yeah we're the twats and then people would be like what does that mean but then they wouldn't even let us say it they would just walk away because they'll just remember us as the twat
4: otherwise yeah some guys were like I don't want to say it yeah <laughs> other <laughs> uh, people are like what so
0: like say it Twats. say it. its it's 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 hilarious i like i wanna I wanna buy a shirt from you guys because i'll <laughs> I'll totally like wear that it's i'll color. buy I'll buy one for the wife <laughs> <laughs> love it well if you get a hoodie because if you if you guys get hoodies then yeah she'll definitely she, she always steals my hoodies so <laughs> okay. there you go. They're hers, not mine. Um, So I appreciate it again. Thank you very much. I'm going to...